Eagles Entertainment. On Wednesday, September 22nd, special teams coordinator Michael Clay spoke to the media. Hey, coach. Thanks for taking the time today. Morning, morning. Appreciate you guys having me back again. We'll get started here with Josh Tolentino and then Ed Kratz. Hey, Michael. Good morning. Good to see you. Um, I was wondering, now that you've had um, some chance to, to digest the film on the uh, blocked uh, field goal, uh, if you could assess what happened there, and I guess what was the, the teaching point to, to that unit um, to assure, I guess, that doesn't happen again? Yeah, uh, just watching it, you know, a couple of times over, um, it almost turned into kind of the, the perfect storm, really, um, in terms of what happened. Uh, Kinlaw made a heck of a play. Um, just looking at it, just trying to see anything being really critical. Like he, he jumped up, timed it perfectly. Um, there was a little wind right there that Jake had to get through. Um, obviously, we love to get all of our points, especially inside 50 yards. Um, but once again, uh, credit to, uh, to Kinlaw. He got up there. He timed it perfectly, got his big paw on it. I mean, he's a first-round draft pick for a reason. He did that in South Carolina. It's not like we didn't know that they had a good rush uh, scheme or a good rush team for the most part. It's just one of those things where you hate for it to happen, but it happened. And, you know, we, we don't want that to happen again. But once again, it was just one of those things that Kinlaw got his big mid up there um, and, and made a heck of a play. Dallas almost saved that play by almost getting the first down. Um, it was just one of those things where it's football. You know, uh, hopefully we get a couple of those on field goal block, but they got us on that one. Obviously, we want to get points on the board, especially inside the 50, but – you know, you look at it, you want to learn from it, um, then then move forward. Go ahead, Ed, and then Bo. Yeah, hi, Michael. Just to follow up on that, uh, when you say it was the perfect storm, uh, was it was it pressure up front or was it just, you know, Kinlaw jumping up? I mean, was there any pressure up the middle? or And did Jake hit it a little lower than he probably would have liked? It was just, it was, there, there really wasn't any pressure more than anything else. It was a nice pocket. It was good operation. Um, a little headwind, you know, for 48 yards, you have to hit it a little bit lower to get it through there. It's no different than you uh, golf aficionados trying to get it through a, a headwind. You have to hit it a little bit thinner, a little bit lower to get it under that wind. But once again, credit to Ken Law. He got his big mid up there, blocked it, and, you know, we have to move forward from it. But once again, it was just one of those things where, like, oh, they get, they get paid to make plays. We get paid to make kicks. So it's one of those things, you know, give and take. But we, we still want to get all of our points, especially inside 50 yards. Go ahead, Bo, and then John. Mike, uh, it seemed like you know there was that one play where, where Zach almost downed it right before uh, the end zone, and then it went inside. But uh, it seems like Aaron has uh, done a good job getting those balls like in savable positions. How often does he work on that? Yeah, Aaron's done a phenomenal job the first couple weeks, um, and it's one of those things that he he worked. We've been working on since training camp, since rookie mini camp, um, in terms of. Thursdays or I guess the second day is when we really work with the Gunners. And, you know, it, it's just good work for everyone. You know, Zach was probably, you know, the, the good thing about that play was Zach was so emotional and upset at himself that it gives us that that confidence. Like, he cares and he just wants to do everything good. Especially a young guy like that, making that trying to make that play. He made two of those plays in, um, in Atlanta. He just has to slow down. You know, a, a young guy... First home game, you know, he's amped up. He's going and everything like that. Um, and he just he just <laughs> rolled into the ball right there and it went to the end zone. But Aaron's done a phenomenal job working that, working with the gunners, working our, with our returners to give him the look, how to play it. Um, and if he just keeps doing that, it's going to help us out. He came back 
and uh, pinned him inside the 10 with that uh, inside the 40, which is actually one of the harder ones because you just don't know how much you could gauge it. But he's been doing a phenomenal job giving our defense a long field in, in terms of those uh, plus 50 punts. Go ahead, John. Hey, Mike. Um, uh, one of those positive notes, uh, the average starting field position for the opponent's been pretty good from your perspective through the first two games. Um, what do you think is working there? And and sort of to that gunner thing, Andre was a, a late addition to this team. How much has he meant for for your units? Yeah, to answer your first part, you know, the, the whole field position thing, that's what we really want to thrive on in, in our coverages. Um, obviously, to help the whole team out. If you could give your, your defense a long field, it helps flip the field for the offense as well. So it's not just a one part. It's a, it's a whole type of uh, recipe, really. So I've uh, been very happy with how our coverage uh, team has been going down, especially punt and kickoff. Um, to give our defense some long fields, especially with those guys up front that can rush. Um, so we just want to keep that going, and we have a tough task ahead of us with Dallas. As for uh, the second part with Andre, he's been phenomenal. You know, he's not like it's a rookie coming in off a uh, practice squad. He's been in the league for a while, but he's extremely smart. He comes in. He wants to get better. He's hard on himself. Um, Tyler Brown's been working with him a lot behind the scenes just to get him caught up again, you know, missing that whole month with the training camp. But Andre's been been very good for us, and we're going to keep keep that up with him and Zach and everybody else on the on the uh, the special teams aspect of uh, of the game. So Andre's been great, and he's just going to keep getting better and better as the season goes on. We'll go to Zach Berman next. Hey, Michael. The uh, the way the league views kind of extra point and two point situations has evolved over the past few years. We saw that you know when you score a touchdown down 14 as a special teams coordinator, how attuned are you to, to those situations? Are you just ready to send your extra point guys out no matter what, or are, are you more attuned to those situations as well? No, you definitely, you know, it goes into the whole football awareness and IQ that we talk about so much around here, you know, for a special teams, you know, it's not just an automatic, all right, just go kick a field goal. There's many situations that run through your head that you, you prepare yourself from, January on, I mean, you, you go through almost like a checklist of yourself, like, hey, we're down so many points. How do we, you know, get closer? If it's a 16-point game, obviously you want two. But, you know, vice versa, if you got the lead, hey, it's 15 points. Why not go for two and make it a three-score game? So there's always a checklist that you go running through your mind. Um, but obviously we, uh, talk, uh, we talk with Nick and everything about that, like, hey, he wants to go for two. All right, that's fine. Uh, let's watch this two-point conversion. Let's get the kickoff coverage ready to make another long field for our defense. So there is like a, a checklist that, you know, personally myself, I go through my, all right, this is a situation where, hey, we're going to hold the field goal team back or the extra point team back if they want to go for two. But it's a whole communication between uh, everyone upstairs and Nick on what we want to do in that situation. Go ahead, Ed. Yeah, Michael, I just want to ask, I know the game's changed as far as kickoff returns go. There's just not a lot of them. Um, but how much freedom do you give Quez to make the decision whether he's going to come out or not on, on a kickoff? Yeah, I, I usually give Quez, you know, uh, a starting point. Um, obviously, with a guy with that type of speed, you, you do want him to flash it. But there's also that whole, you know, let's help out the team as well. Um, if, if the team is moving the ball well and, you know, we give that that field position to the 25, let's take it. Let's not be greedy. But if there is an opportunity where he does get it or if it's a short kick, 
We got to do uh, the other 10 got to block and they got to know that, hey, in any situation, this ball doesn't go through the end zone. We got to make sure we're on our, our blocks and give Quez the best opportunity to uh, to return it. So there it comes to, you know, what the environment is, what the situation is, how do we want to play it? So there's a lot of variables, but I do give Quez, you know, hey, be at this depth or whatever. And if it goes over your head, it goes over your head. We'll get it the next time. You know, we'll get our, our shots. You know, you're not going to hit a home run every time. You got to uh, pick and choose. Um, and you just got to be patient. You know, the return game is a lot. Uh, has to do a lot just being patient. Because um, when you do get your opportunity, we got to hit that opportunity because you don't get many, uh, especially with these kickers that, you know, hit the ball 10 yards deep. So there is a lot of uh, give and take with it. Go ahead, Chris, and then Jeff. Hey, Michael, what have you seen so far this year from C.D. Lamb when it comes to the punt return game? You know, I've always been a, a fan of C.D. Lamb, even in his time in, uh, in, at Oklahoma in terms of his punt return ability. Uh, what, we played against him last year when I was in San Francisco, and he's, he's a very fluid athlete. He catches the ball well. He's going to take some chances, but these are all calculated chances. not like he goes off the reservation or goes rogue or something like that. Um, he's a strong runner. Um, and he's very elusive, so it has to uh, take a full team effort. One, it starts with, you know, our protection. Uh, Bonesy runs some very good games. Obviously, knowing Bonesy the past five, four and a half, five years with him being in L.A. and playing them last year, uh, we got to get that ball off. We got we to be stout in protection. Then once Aaron gets a, gives us a good ball to go cover, it's got to be ten other guys going down there um, trying to corral him. It's got to be a full team effort to get him down. You're not going to expect one-on-one tackles a lot with an athlete like C.D. Lamb. So it all starts with, one, the protection. Uh, two, Aaron giving us a good ball for us to cover. Then everybody else getting off their blocks and making a, uh, a team effort to get uh, C.D. down because he is a very, very good punt returner. All right, we'll take two more here. So go ahead, Jeff and then Howard. Hey, Mike, I'm curious in your career as an NFL coach, um, working with some of the coaches you've worked with before in front offices, uh, the way the game is changing. Have you ever heard any discussions about teams um, specifically targeting whether it's NBA players or, or taller than lengthier uh, type of athletes for field goal block scenarios, uh, you know, almost using a, a roster spot and kind of gauging the value of having someone who could do that? Uh, personally, no. I haven't thought about, you know, having a an NBA type player or a 6'10 player um, just because – our numbers are so limited and you have to have a specific role to help the team in other capacities. Like you really don't want to use a, a one guy for one thing. Um, but if someone comes, you know, later down the line or this year that they, Hey, they recruited a six ten former basketball player just for field goal block. Kudos to them. Maybe they're going to be trendsetters, but I haven't thought about that or had a conversation about that in any uh, capacity, but you know, crazier things have happened. Last one here with Howard. Uh, Michael, uh, the onside kick, number one, how difficult is that in today's world, the way the rules are, to recover an onside kick? And in last Sunday's game, did you talk to Nick at all about that possibility at the end of the game? And, and was that a discussion? Yeah, uh, the onside kick, you know, it's uh, it's very difficult. Um it's not like something you can scheme up and you're like, I know he's going to get hit and everything. It has to do a lot with how the ball comes off the off the ground. You know, it hits differently off grass. How's it differently off turf? Um, it's more of a, a game of chance. Uh, you you try to get a good game, game plan from what the opposing coordinator has done in terms of his um, configuring of his hands team. 
Um, but it's one of those things where you know, it's uh, you spin the you spin the wheel and see what happens, um, which is exciting to everyone else. You never know what's going to happen. Um, and in terms of our conversation, you know, we we have this little we do have a conversation in terms of hey, do we want to kick this deep? Do we want to kick it short? Try our onside kick, and you know, me and Nick have that conversation. You know, prior to the kickoff team going out there, um, and I, and we made that decision that we thought kicking it deep for a long field would have been the best opportunity. And Jake did a heck of a job, you know, putting the pressure on their hands team, uh, not letting it go back for a touchback. They had to return it, and you saw we kept them inside the 15 and give us a chance. You never know what could happen: a fumble snap, a couple big you know, tackle for losses. Now we get the ball back with a certain amount of time on a short field that could help out our offense. So there is a, a certain conversations that myself and Nick have and the people upstairs in terms of our, our clock management. Thank you. All right, thanks for the time, Coach. Thank you, guys. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.